Zion Johnson is the pick for the Chargers. Today, we are going to be reacting to well, who we think is a home run pick for the Chargers in round one. You are locked on Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the first live edition of the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Trogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers for over six seasons now, but we're heading into our fifth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys for making us your first listen on this extra special draft night episode. We appreciate you guys and to make sure you never miss the show Go subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. But David, we got a pick that we are very excited about. I mean, obviously, we could have gotten excited about many of the ways the Chargers could have gone at 17, but they go with Boston College guard Zion Johnson, one of the cleanest prospects in the draft, one of the highest prospects that I watched for sure. I mean, one of the guys I definitely wanted. If it wasn't Cross, if it wasn't going to be Alave or Jameson Williams, we wanted Zion Johnson, especially over Trevor Penning, and that's the way that it played out for the Chargers in the first round. So we're going to react to what the Chargers are getting in Zion Johnson if they made the right pick at 17. Then we'll be getting into what Tom Telesco and Brandon Staley had to say about the pick. We got to hear their press conferences, and we got to find out if this also fixed the Chargers' right tackle issue by bringing on Zion Johnson in the first round, 17th overall. And then to wrap up the show, there's still two more days of the draft. We'll have an extra special episode for you guys tomorrow as well after day two. Hopefully the Chargers maybe even move back and get a couple of picks tomorrow. That would be great as well. But we will be back here with you then. But we're going to talk about where the Chargers go next from here, right? Because there are certain positions we know that they still need to address and probably will address in the draft in the days two and three. But David, Zion Johnson, the guard, the best interior offensive lineman in the class, even though he was the second interior offensive lineman that was taken off the board after the Texans surprisingly took Kenyon Green. I love the pick, David. I think it was a true home run to protect Justin Herbert, bring in a really almost flawless prospect in Zion Johnson and let the rest take care of itself. I am so ecstatic for this pick, Daniel. I cannot believe that the Chargers actually took Zion Johnson. I am <laughs> very surprised. Not that we I didn't think that he was a quality player and that that he didn't deserve to be picked here, but it just it's not something that the Chargers normally do. But I am so happy and excited for that focus on the offensive line, on addressing the offensive line, on improving the offensive line. That is why this is so exciting. You get the best possible scenario to protect your young quarterback. You have some phenomenal offensive linemen, and man, it has been a long time since you've been able to say that you can feel, feel very comfortable with the majority of the guys that are going to be out there protecting your quarterback. Well, and that's what Zion Johnson is, right? He's an impact starter for you right away. He slides in at guard, and you don't have to worry about that position for a good long time I mean there's even people who think he's going to be a pro bowler as soon as his rookie season so when you're talking about getting a great player and also filling a need I think the Chargers absolutely did that and when you think about what Zion Johnson in particular brings to the table first of all he's huge he's only six foot two but the dude is built like a house 34 inch arms 10 and a half inch hands he's mean he has the temperament that you want he can move people out of the way in the running game 
while also being super solid in pass protection. Usually, you know, especially with the tackles this year, you're picking one or the other, a guy who specializes in one or a guy who specializes in the other if you're going at with that position at 17. With Zion Johnson, you get both. The dude didn't allow a pressure in 2021. Not a sack. The dude didn't allow a pressure in 2021 and is also still mean enough to put people on the ground and open up running lanes because that's the thing. The Chargers do need to add, you know, help to Austin Eckler for Austin Eckler with running back help. But the best thing to do to get the most out of your running backs is to improve your offensive line. So I just think he helps in so many ways. He's a high football IQ guy. He handles stunts and blitzes very well when they come at him. And he has that great anchor in pass protection to protect Justin Herbert because that's one of the hardest pass rushes, you know, to get around is the ones that are coming right up the middle. And it's a lot harder to help in the interior as well. And I really don't have a lot of downside here, David. I mean, literally one of my notes in the cons for Zion Johnson is doesn't play at a more valuable position and he's only six foot two, but like the arms, the wingspan is there. You're not really worried about the actual height. That's much more about the arm length and things like that. The dude is a bully as well. I mean, just such a well-rounded player. Not only that, but he's also incredibly intelligent too. This guy graduated with a degree in computer science and he's working on a master's degree in cybersecurity policy and governance. Hello. I mean, another just incredibly intelligent individual on the offensive line. Of course, you got Rashawn Slater who went to Northwestern. Now you got Zion Johnson who another just incredibly smart guy. Also a two-time team captain. Yeah, he's also extremely durable. This guy does not miss. All he does American. not miss games. Yeah. He's made He's played five straight years, 58 straight starts. That is what you want when you're bringing in an offensive lineman, a guy that's not only technically proficient as a pass protector, a road grader in the, in the running game, a guy that can climb to the second level, who's accurate picking off those defenders uh, at the second level. I mean, there's not much that you can dislike about this pick. He was only flagged one time in 2021. <laughs> I mean, the, there's so much to like about this. I mean, there's just not a lot of things that make you not feel like this is going to be a guy that has a long career ahead of him in the NFL. Yeah. And I think the thing is, is we are happy with Zion Johnson overpending specifically, right? That's what yeah. we were afraid of. And the options came to the charge at 17 and they had both options available. They also had Trent McDuffie, who I would have been happy with even Jermaine Johnson. I was really surprised to see how far he slid in the draft. I definitely could have gotten behind that pick as well, but when you're talking about Zion Johnson versus Trevor Penning, like Trevor Penning could be good eventually, right? I'm not going to write that off. I do think he would have had a lot of struggles his rookie season. Like, I think that Zion Johnson could be a pro bowler this year. Like, I'm so much less worried about the the learning curve for him being at guard and playing a position he's already familiar with and just already being so good at it instead of, you know, wondering when Trevor Penning's pass rush protection was going to get a lot better, even though he was a really mean run blocker. But with those options, David, do you think that they made the right pick? Do you think they kind of got the best player available and filled a position of need with the options that were there, like Trent McDuffie, like Jermaine Johnson, like Trevor Penning? Well, like I just said, Daniel, I just feel like this is a player that you could feel very confident that he's going to step in and be a phenomenal pro right away. There's not a lot of red flags with what he is doing. And as far as was he the right pick? I think so, because you plug him in and he's a plug and play starter right away. He doesn't have a lot of those (laughs) question marks that you have with Trevor Penning that I had with Trevor Penning about dealing with the inside move and dealing with the speed rushers and can players get better? Of course they can get, can get better. No question about it, but do the chargers where they are right now as a team in a position to wait for a player to not be ready right away. I don't think so. I think the chargers are a, 
playoff contending on borderline Super Bowl contending team right now. And I feel like with that mentality, you have to go out there and get a player, whether he is in, at, playing at a sexy position or not, does not mean that it's not extremely valuable and cannot help you win a lot of football games with this pick. Yeah, the Chargers window is now. They need somebody who can come in and compete for them now. Maybe they would have got a, a you know a corner that could have came in. Jermaine Johnson, I'm sure, would have had a role, but it's hard to get snaps, you know, when you have Bosa and also Khalil Mack out there, right? But there's other players they could have got that could have had a role. It's hard to imagine any other player where they were picking coming in and being that good at his position right away and, and fitting in right away. I don't feel like I have you know no questions about prospects very often. Like I think this dude was slept on. Some people had him as a top 10 pick in this draft. I know that position specifically isn't something that's highly valued in the NFL. But right now, Justin Herbert has four good offensive linemen in front of him, we think, right? Like that's a great prospect right there. Like, and he has a chance to be better than you know Ode Abushi or someone they could have brought in to replace him. But what is the plan there, right? And that's the one thing we know Justin Herbert has four good offensive linemen in front of him. What we don't know is where those guys are all going to line up. And it was nice that we got to hear general manager Tom Telesco and head coach Brandon Staley open up about that. And maybe the Chargers still have a whole right tackle. But even with that being said, I think the Chargers hit a real home run with this. And we'll get into what Telesco and Staley had to say. But this is a home run pick, in my opinion. But if you need a home run pick for sunglasses, there's only one brand to go to. And that is Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed, durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Ray's insane protection program. Shady Ray's includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Ray's exclusively for our listeners. Head to ShadyRays.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Ray's sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. All right, David. Well, I think one of the initial reactions we had to the Zion Johnson pick specifically was like, everything fits perfectly, right? Because now not only did you fix your need at right guard or, you know, at guard, you probably fixed your right tackle spot as well because Zion Johnson played left guard and left tackle, a lot of versatility, but he was playing left guard most effectively at Boston College. And you figured, hey, you could slide him in at left guard, right? Move Matt Filer to right tackle. And not only did you, you know, upgrade the interior of your offensive line, but you also maybe fixed your right tackle problem. But, According to Tom Telesco, that's not the plan right now, which was a little surprising. Maybe took a little wind out of the sails, and him and Staley both said the same thing, and they had different reasoning for it. But what Tom Telesco said right now, David, is that they're not planning on moving Matt Filer. They're not planning on moving him to right tackle as of now. Yeah, which definitely was a bit of a letdown for me personally because I th I thought, you know, the first thing when, when they went to select Zion Johnson was, okay, cool. You know, they can plug him in at, at left guard, move Fowler over to right tackle, bing, bang, boom. You fix two big problem spots on your offensive line. But no, that is uh, not the, uh, the plan as of right now for the Chargers, according to Tom Telesco. But, I mean, hey, you, you still look at this offensive line right now and you, you look at, Rashawn Slater at left tackle was an all pro in his rookie season. 
You got Matt Filer, who was fantastic last year when he was on the football field. Um, and I think that left side just did major, major damage, along with Corey Lindsley uh, over there just road grading people and dominating and, you know, doing fantastic work as pass Corey protectors Lindsley. as well. Yeah, Corey Lindsley just been awesome. I mean, what a great move. What a great pickup to, to bring that kind of commanding presence to the middle of your offensive line to pair yeah. with so much young talent. And then, you know, you bring in and you add Zion Johnson, who played primarily left guard and, and left tackle in college. Um, but they're going to transition him to right guard, which, uh, I mean, hey, uh, I mean, I feel very good about where they put him, uh, whether it's left guard or right guard. It just asks the question now, what are the Chargers going to do at right tackle? What's the plan there? I think there's a lot of uncertainty about that right now. You can say that again. I mean, for sure. I think the thing is, is they both talked about it a little bit, why they went that way, right? And when you talk to Brandon Staley and what you heard from Brandon Staley is how much he is living by the motto he came in with is, hey, we want to be a bigger team. We want to build it in the trenches on both sides. Because if you don't, then you have to focus everything on your offense or defense around one big weakness. And right now, they still could potentially have that at right tackle. But Brian Steele, said it was just a big deal, especially with you know all the pass rushes and stuff like that in the hardest position to help in pass rush protection, the interior of, of the offensive line. That's what he said is like, now you look at the three interior guys we have, like, that's something we were trying to build for many years to come. And that is such a solid unit. And that is a good point. I mean, I found that the best case scenario for me specifically is you move Matt Filer to right tackle. Yes, you're having to move parts around, but you put Zion Johnson is where he's very familiar, obviously, and played most of his snaps last year. And then you go sign a Node Abushi, right? And we don't know how far along he is after his knee surgery last year and when he's going to come back. But it just seemed so simple to me. Like that seemed like the automatic move. Hey, Go do this, and now you have five guys you feel really good about on the offensive line. And Brendan Hymas right now seems like he's going to be a backup guard, right? A backup for Matt Filer and Zion Johnson. And what he had to say, Brandon Steely, that is about the right tackle position is, you know, we have a couple of guys there that played winning football for us in Storm Norton and Trey Pipkins. It's not as bad as left tackle, V. Come on. And he also said that, you know, and they have a guy that in a pinch they can put out there in Matt Filer. And that is true. And I think the best thing you have to hope for david because steely said you know hey guess what right tackle basically you know paraphrasing is the easiest position for us to help out because right now you have four potentially good right to great offensive linemen that are all standing right next to each other yeah. one big four man fence protecting justin herbert Absolutely. that part is good that kind of connectivity right assuming that zion johnson is going to you know transition well to right guard and brain steely and tom telesco both feel very confident he can do that I'm not going to doubt that dude after what he did, right? Starting at Davidson with no scholarship, ending up finding story. a way to get to Boston College and then getting drafted as a zero-star recruit coming out of high school, and now you get drafted in the first round. I'm not going to bet against him, but he did say that you can help the right tackle position. I think what you have to hope for at this point, David, is just, hey, once they line it all up, once they roll the ball out there, right, if things aren't going good at right tackle – we have a choice, right? We have a choice yeah. to potentially move Matt Fire to left guard. And there was another thing that Staley said a couple times, which is there's still a couple more days in the draft and they're still after the draft. It didn't seem like Brandon Staley 100% in the press conference was just sold on, okay, hey, it's just Trey Pipkins. It's just going to be Storm Norton. 
No, it definitely didn't seem like he was completely sold uh, or or done, you know, addressing sure. the offensive line. But I mean, I think we can kind of read in between the lines. I, I think mean, it's hard to get a starting right tackle at this point. I mean, right. I can tell you that point. If you're going, you know, the 79th pick and after like that, it's not going to get any easier to find a right tackle. But I'm also glad they didn't try to go get the right tackle on Trevor Penning, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, I'm much more happy with them grabbing the player that just you have a lot less worries about. You just know you I just you have a much better feeling about what you're going to get. And yeah. you know, as far as you know, the options at right tackle, I mean, we we saw what Storm Norton did last year and and that, that's definitely not an, an an attractive option for me. And as far as Trey Pipkins is concerned, which Trey Pipkins are we going to see? Are we going to see the Trey Pipkins of the last 3 seasons or are we going to see the Trey Pipkins that came in on two spot starts and played absolutely phenomenal good. football. Like, <laughs> I mean, he, he was fantastic. He yeah. was a great run blocker. He was excellent as a pass protector. But but he's Daniel. still Trey Pipkins, and we still have all the memories of all the times he wasn't doing that, including the preseason leading up to last year. Exactly. Uh, when he wasn't even trusted hard. to be an extra blocker. That's right. why it's so right. hard for you to say man, those two games look good. Can he replicate that over the course of an entire season? I don't know. He is training apparently with Duke Manyweather. So, I mean, he did some great work with Rashawn and Slater. Supposedly was one of the more improved guys, right? Duke Manyweather yeah. named him as one of the guys who's improved the most. He also included Rashawn Slater, which is just like, stop that. Yeah, stop I mean, how could that, that guy get much better? But I do appreciate the fact that he is actually trying to improve upon his craft. He's taking this seriously. It may, it kind of seems like the Chargers are like, hey, go out there, put the work in, show me that you are ready to be the starting right tackle, and we're going to give you every opportunity to try to earn that spot. And if you can't, then we are going to move Matt Fowler over to right tackle. We're going to plug in Hymas, and you're going to be on the outside looking in like you have been since we drafted you. Well, and it's hard to be too critical because it's like there are still some guys that you can be critical about them trying to, you know, not trying to address it sooner in free agency. But the guys that they're out there, you know, before the draft are still the guys that are still out there, right? Any late signing they would have got an offensive tackle. Those guys are still out there. So we don't yeah. know if they're not that they're not going to bring in competition. But the right. one thing we do know, David, or at least the way I feel right now is even with the Trey Pipkin Storm Norton situation of it all, this has a chance to be the best Chargers offensive line in 10 years. And last year, might have been close to that, right? Even yeah. with the injuries to Brian Bulaga, even oh, with, yeah. you know, Filer and Lindsley missing games and Ode Abusha being done for the season. Like, that's an exciting prospect. This could be the best offensive line that we've seen in a long time for the Chargers and them investing in protecting Justin Herbert. How many times have I said, please invest and redo your philosophy when it comes to building on the spine of your football team, hmm. building up the strength of your defensive line and your offensive line. And man, it's happening. It's manifesting right before our eyes. And I just cannot help but feel like a large reason for that is because Brandon Staley is the head coach of the Chargers. Because before that, we knew that Tom Telesco was all about getting the sexy skill position right. players and he really kind of neglected the offensive line. Yep. But now Brandon Staley comes into the fold. They get Slater. They go get Filer. They get Corey Lindsley. They draft Zion Johnson. They said they want to be a big physical line of scrimmage team, and the Chargers are putting their money where their mouth is. And Staley said this is the closest to that that they've been in, in the two years since Staley's taken over. 
two first-round offensive linemen, something we were screaming about for a long time. Maybe Tom Telesco making up for what he didn't do from Phil Rivers, learning from some of those mistakes in investing in their super superstar quarterback in Justin Herbert, because that dude is the prodigal son. You don't want to see it going down like Andrew Luck or Russell Wilson, where he's asked for a trade or just straight up retiring. Protect that dude at all costs, and it's going to help an offense that was already a top five offense in 2021. But I'm sure Brandon Staley also has his eyes on some of the defenders that are left over in this draft class, and I think we'll see him attack it heavy, including other positions like running back two, a speed wide receiver to go along with CB4, edge rusher three. So we're going to talk about some of the options that the Chargers could still attack on days two and three of the draft coming up right after this. But thinking about the best offensive line that the Chargers have had in 10 years, I mean, literally, I was like a teenager still. That's crazy. But the best protein bar I've ever eaten is Bill Bar, and that is one of the best sponsors of the Locked On Chargers podcast. And you usually have to make a choice, David. I can eat something right now that's going to taste great and not be good for me, or I can eat something right now that's going to be healthy and probably not taste great. I have an option for you guys. Option C, get something that tastes great and is also great for you. Most Built Bars are packed with 17 grams of protein, less than 130 calories, while also having less than four grams of net carbs and four grams of sugar as well. And you get all of the flavors you can think of. I go chocolate peanut butter. I go cookies and cream. But you could also go coconut almond. You can go salted caramel. There's so many great flavors. And it keeps it fresh all the time. You can get a mix box. You can try a bunch of different flavors as well. Find out which one is your favorite. And you can also go with the Built Puffs that have churro flavor or banana cream pie flavor. You shouldn't be able to eat things that have those names in them on your diet. But you can with Built Bar. And they even have Built granola bars. Yep. Peanut butter, built granola bars, white chocolate, berry. I'm a big white chocolate guy for sure. I love built bars. Find a protein bar that doesn't taste like a chemical spill, right? And do it with built bar and save some money. Since you guys listen to this podcast, you can use the promo code locked15 at built.com to get 15% off your order. That's promo code locked15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, David. Well, I think, you know, it's easy to say that we're very excited about how the draft went for the Chargers in round one. But even with that, we know that there's a lot of positions they still have to fill. You know, had they gone Jermaine Johnson, right? Had they gone Trent McDuffie, they fill a couple of positions that we knew they were going to try to attack. We know how much Brandon Staley loves cornerbacks, but how long will they wait to find CB4 potentially or someone to even give some competition to Michael Davis, right? And I think when you're looking at what the Chargers need still, I think it starts there, right? They didn't go with Trent McDuffie. Now, on day three, potentially at 79 overall, that could be one of the positions they intend to attack early. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely can see the, the likelihood of them going after a corner. I mean, you, anytime you hear Brandon Staley speak, he's he's saying, hey, we're going to add corners as long as I'm the coach here, yeah. and that's never going to stop. For me personally, I, I think the next position group that I feel like they're going to target if they stay at 79 is speed receiver or edge rusher. I mean, the Chargers are, are, and every NFL team is always trying to get after the quarterback. And you feel great about Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack and what those two guys are going to do together. They are going to, to wreck shop and tear the house down. But you can never, ever have enough pass rushers on your football team. So if you're able to get one that makes sense at 79 overall, I would not hate that pick. And for wide receiver, I've always, I mean, I've said it the entire pre-draft process, the Chargers are missing that speed wide receiver. And one of my picks in my mock draft may be available there at 79, talking about Calvin Austin the third. That, I feel like, would be a great option to bring in, give you the that yards after catch that you're looking for, that just 
incredible straight line speed. Uh, yeah, a little bit smaller in stature, but he doesn't play like it. He plays right. tough. He plays physical. Uh, I'd, I'd love that pick, but I think those are probably the two position groups I feel like the Chargers are going to zero in on if they stay put at 79. Well, and today's pick gives us some clarity on that, right? Because I think right. one of the places we thought, especially had they gone receiver or corner or something along those lines in round one was them trying to get an offensive lineman, get a, an interior offensive lineman, specifically with the 79th overall pick. And there were some guys there that could really help. But right yeah. now, there's still a few good edge rushers still on the table, right? David Ajabo hasn't been picked yet, right? Arnold Epikiti hasn't been picked yet. Like, there's some good dudes that are still out there. I mean, George Karloftis was one of the last picks of the first round. Nobody saw that Went coming. to the Chiefs. I know. Don't even talk about that. Jermaine Johnson slid way farther than we thought he would. Maybe that, you know, slide helps the Chargers at 79 because I do think there's going to be a drop-off sometime in you know the beginning of round three maybe later on in round three of these edge rushers and every team wants edge rushers just like every team wants offensive linemen i still can't believe that zion johnson wasn't the first interior offensive lineman off the that board was super shocking and uh, i mean also what what the hell was going on tonight with all of these trades yeah. i have never seen anything like this this was a wild wild first round uh, draft uh here i mean i cannot believe that it, it's just yeah. something that you know, you don't expect to see that. You know, you're going to get a couple of trades. Also, not only trades, but they traded a couple of players and big name players, Hollywood Brown and uh, AJ, AJ Brown. Brown. The what? Brown brothers. I know. What the heck is going Should on? Should we just be like thanking God that Keenan Allen is still a Charger after yeah. that wild we, first we, round we, where Jahan Hudson is going before you and like yeah. the receiver run was crazy? Like, we could put all those BS rumors of Keenan Allen getting traded. Way behind us, Keenan Allen ain't going Peter anywhere. Bukowski, find your receiver somewhere else for the Packers. <laughs> this one's staying here. That's right. That's right. Go try to grab somebody else. Uh, but I mean, a really exciting first round of the draft. I feel like the Chargers came away with a player that they're going to be able to plug and play for the next 10 years. I just feel so good about this pick. There's not a lot to, to dislike about it. You love the story. You love the strength. You love the intelligence. He's a high character guy. Everything that you're looking for, the Chargers, check, check, check. Zion Johnson had it all, and now he's a member of the Chargers, and I'm super excited about it. Yeah, and I mean, I, and they could also go, you know, in the third round when you're talking about where they go next because we all feel great about the zion johnson pick i mean if they yeah. do go corner right maybe a guy like kobe bryant is there somebody yeah. that you scouted you know there's still a great ball skills yep dylan armor davis a guy i was pretty high on with some medical concerns but obviously you feel better about it the later the guy goes right but we know that the chargers had to use their cb4 Tavon campbell a lot last year right, right? too a much a lot it got exposed and i mean the top three for the chargers is already way better than it was last year when you replaced chris totally you with jc jackson but we know that you need depth there because that totally threw the chargers defense off when they had those secondary pieces out and it was a huge factor i think in why the Chargers defense was so bad and they didn't have the meat up front to deal against the run and now they have a lot more of that as well but i think see you know corner definitely when you're talking about brand staley is an option but it'll be also interesting to see how they supplant austin eckler david in the rest yes. of this draft maybe they go you know early day three with a guy like you liked in brian robinson jr maybe they mm -hmm. wait for a guy like keontae ingram later on in the draft i mean all the like running backs too? are still yeah all the running backs are still available and that's another impact player for your offense that potentially have a, you know, decent sized role for you this season. And there's a, everyone is still on the board. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a I, lot, but it's just everyone. <laughs> I think I'm just curious as to the type of profile 
running back that they're going to be looking at trying to get. Because, I mean, I'm saying, hey, I want a bigger type running back, a guy that's a, a natural bruiser, but that doesn't mean that's what the Chargers are looking for. What, right. what are they going to add? Do they want another slash and dash type of guy? Do, the, do they want a, a bigger you know profile running back? Do they want a, an all-around back? Do they take a running back with the third with their third round pick? I mean, sure. I think there's only a couple of guys that would warrant that pick, but I do feel very confident that they are going to grab a running back at some point in this draft. But Daniel, what I was going to say is, is you, you were talking a lot about how much Tavon Campbell had to play. the The true test or the true you know testament of the quality of your football team is the depth of your football team. Sure. And the Chargers have a very unique opportunity with nine more picks in this draft to be able to improve the quality of the depth because your starters obviously are the guys that are going to go out there and play the snaps, but it's going to take everyone on the football team. Same with team. running back. Right? Exactly. I mean, they, yeah. That's the whole thing because we know that Larry Roundtree was getting snaps last year. We know Josh Kelly yeah. was getting snaps last year. It was what they did with those snaps. Like That's the thing is you need depth in all these positions. Yes. But like your fourth or fifth cornerback might not get in every game. If you're RB2, you're, you're getting in every game. And Absolutely. they need someone who can do something when Austin Eckler is off the field. And I think maybe the one thing that makes you think twice about just getting a plower, right? I mean, makes you a more physical team. Brandon Staley loves that. It's just yeah. how much better you feel about the interior of the offensive line because this is the offensive line that Anthony Lynn thought he had when he was trying to go run it on fourth and one every single time. Like, it, that was my biggest thing is like, know your personnel. It's like, now you have the personnel to bully people. It's going to help your running backs. And, I mean, I think Austin Eckler at least showed you in the red zone, you don't need a powerful guy to get the job done, right? And Not that's why, all. like, a Keontae Ingram is, is someone that appeals to me or just going with the most talented guy, right? That's 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 what appeals to me. Get the best running back that you possibly can to spell Austin Eckler that finds itself out as a good value, right? It doesn't mean take the next pick as a running back. But when you're picking the running back, just try to find the most talented guy because that's what you're looking for is just a playmaker that's not Austin Eckler that can still be a playmaker when Austin Eckler is not in the game. The one thing I worry about with the bruiser is like, okay, this dude's coming in. It's a run, right? And you can label yeah. it that if it's not a well-rounded player. There are some bruisers that are also really good pass catchers as well. So you can get a little bit of both. But Yeah, I like Deson Haskins. Uh, I mean, there's another guy that you know w was more of that running back that could catch the football out of the backfield um, and was a good pass protector and, and was a decent runner too. I mean, that's the thing with that position in particular is I feel like there is a good chance to find value at the running back position pretty much all throughout the draft. Yeah. Uh, so I, I feel like hopefully, you know, with this being the third try to try to address this position behind <laughs> Austin Eckler, that they're able to get it right. Three straight years. And then the thing is, I've had some people ask, you know, like, do you want to wait on running back? Like, you tried to take one late the last couple of years, and it hasn't worked out. And it's like, that's just because they were the wrong picks, in my opinion, yeah. right? They went with very low athletic profile players in Josh Kelly and especially Larry Roundtree. Daniel loves his RAS scores, okay? I love my RAS scores. And when you're looking at, you know, Larry Roundtree is in, like, the twos, the low twos. Really bad. Like, yeah. that's, that's pretty scary. I never really saw it with Larry Roundtree to begin with, and he was a six-round pick, right? So it is what it is. Right. But, like, that's not deterring me at all from trying to take another running back in this class. And I think this running back class is incredibly deep, even if there's not one dude that's Derrick Henry going in the first round. Like, you can go, you know, we've talked about so many of those guys like Pierre Strong Jr., right? And even the best guys like Kenneth Walker is still available. All the best guys that people thought Brees Hall is still available, right? So it is going to be very interesting to see how they attack it and how early they attack it. But if we're going off their history, it's kind of every different way, right? They took Melvin Gordon in round one a long time ago. 
but they also had their two top running backs last year in Justin Jackson and Austin Eckler, one game in the seventh round in Jackson, and Austin Eckler was an undrafted free agent, right? So that is a position, and there's a ton of other positions too, right? Maybe adding depth on the defensive line is still in, uh, you know, somewhere they could try to address. They still sure. need help at linebacker potentially. It's going to be interesting to see how they deal with that, especially with the news of Kenneth Murray going into another season unhealthy, at least to start the offseason. I'm very excited about it, and I'm very excited to be back with you guys after day two, even if it's just one pick. Hopefully it's two picks. We'll be back here with you guys with an extra special bonus episode tomorrow night. Thank you guys for checking out the first ever live Locked on Chargers podcast on YouTube, on Twitter. We really appreciate you guys, and we're going to keep doing this. Thank you very much, guys. And get more into the comments and questions. Today we had a loaded slate, so we had to get to as much as we could in a 30-ish minute podcast, as you're seeing right now. Never actually 30 minutes. But to make sure you guys don't miss anything like this, subscribe to the Locked on Chargers YouTube channel. You can also find the show wherever you get your podcast from. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. Rate and review if you like the show as well. Call into the Lockdown Chargers voicemail line with your reaction to the pick. You can call in at 323-524-7924. You can also find the show every day on all of our social media. You can follow us on Twitter at LockdownLAC. You can also find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports. David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DrotalkSD. And you can also find us on Instagram at Lockdown Chargers and our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page. But make sure you guys are back tomorrow. When we get into a reaction for the Chargers third round pick, if there is a pick on day two or if there's two picks on day two, we will be here with you guys. We appreciate you so much coming out and supporting us for a home run pick in Zion Johnson that we are very high on and very happy about it. Hopefully we get a lot more happy draft picks coming from Tom Telesco and company. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.